The NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is brought to you by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports Betters providing insights and analysis and free betting picks. Better than Vegas is like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right. No VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. And finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers. They make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com, slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com, slash SGP. Hello, DGens, and welcome to another episode of NBA Gambling Podcast. It's been a little bit since we've been uh, around, since it was the long three-day weekend. Uh, We did do a locker room live uh, on Monday before the MLK Day games, but this is our first show with just Zach and I in about a week, so uh, happy to have you back, Zach. What's going on? What's good, McKee? It's uh, early morning, East Coast, got a little snow falling over the uh, New York City skyline here, looking out my window, so uh, happy to be talking hoops, and um, yeah, glad to be back. That's beautiful, because it's like uh, nearly 60 degrees here in South Carolina, where I'm at. Oh, there you go. (laughs) I'm looking out over a nice beach. Um, Well, we are going to... It's early. It's 8 a.m. for us, but we are committed to giving you guys great content. That's why we're up in the morning and ready to talk hoops. We're going to preview all of today game, today's games Wednesday, uh, give you our quick picks. We're going to preview uh, the three games for uh, Thursday, um, and then we're going to get into some hot trends to, to look at uh, going forward when you are looking at betting trends. Uh, Zach, did you have anything before we jump in? Did you have a good uh, MLK day? Yeah, definitely uh, happy MLK to everybody. There's a lot of great basketball on coming off the football weekend, so um, definitely was nice to have the all-day uh, New York Knicks basketball at noon was, was always great whenever you can get that, yeah. so it was fun. You uh, had uh, you had back-to-back days of New York Knicks basketball at noon. Yeah. They were new on Sunday, too, right? Yeah, that's, I, I, I forgot about that. They were early on Sunday, too, and so... Um, yeah, it was nice to have that kind of standalone NBA. I feel like the, the general population's interest in this season is starting to pick up a little bit as it gets a little bit less weird, and you know, there's less NFL focus. So it's it's been exciting. Yeah, and I thought you know the, a lot of the national broadcast games have been blowouts so far this year, but then on MLK Day, the three TNT games were all real close. It was uh, Memphis Suns. Um, Jeez, oh, I can't even think of it now. But I, all, all all the all the national games are pretty close. Bucks they? Nets, and yeah, then Lakers Bucks, Warriors. Nets. That was a great game. Yeah. And Lakers Warriors. Yeah, I, I that um that Lakers Warriors. The Lakers were leading most of the game, and then the 
the Warriors came back in the end after I was already asleep. I'm I'm gonna admit that I, I fell asleep too early because I'm on East Coast time now. But uh, it I watched the game the next day and it was really exciting. Yeah, great game. Obviously, Steph Curry with the dagger three is always fun to watch. Uh, I don't know if you saw yeah. that. He had the Curry slide. So great games and a, a lot of great games coming up next couple of nights. We're gonna get into uh, some quick picks here. Okay, so let's get into our quick picks for tonight. Uh, I'll just read some quick stats about each game, and then Zach and I will give our picks uh, on where we think you should bet tonight. We're going to start with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, minus 9.5 at the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm seeing a total right now of 219.5. Some of these lines, because it's 8 a.m., might move a little bit, uh, just FYI, so definitely Double-check your own book for these lines. Um, this is the first game of a uh, this is the first game of a two-game series over three nights. Uh, Kyrie is expected back tonight, so big uh, Kyrie revenge game against Cleveland. I don't know if it's still a revenge game since it's been what four or five years since he's played there, but whatever. It's more fun to say revenge game. Uh, I'm seeing Jared Allen and Torian Prince are questionable. They're still coming over from the Brooklyn Nets. Not sure what's holding them up. Uh, Obviously, some of the other players in that trade have played. Uh, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland are questionable as well. They've been out, uh, been a couple weeks now, uh, and the Cavs have been bad since they've been out. Uh, Brooklyn is currently standing at seven and eight against the spread. Uh, Cleveland is six and seven against the spread. Zach, where are you going with this game? Yeah, obviously the Nets failed to cover that big number in their first game against the Magic. This feels like kind of a similar game to me here. Um, I would probably lean with the Cavs. I mean, I, I really do like this Nets team, but um, it's a big number to be laying in their first game together. I thought they this could be a little bit of a clunky game for them. I feel like you know with Kyrie coming back, so I expect them to get the win. But nine and a half is a lot on the road here. It is a lot, and I should mention that uh, so far this season, dogs have been covering at a 55% clip, but it's starting to come down from where it was a little bit. Like We're starting to return to the mean, uh, especially away dogs there. Uh, you know, When we first started looking at this trend, it was about that 62% they were covering, and now away dogs is down to 58%. So um, I think we can start. I think we admit that home court advantage is not a thing this season but uh it, you know it's not going to be weighted so heavily towards the underdog and the road team moving forward the nets have looked real good since acquiring james harden with Kyrie coming back i don't know do you think it's going to be a bit of growing pains tonight yeah i can definitely see that i mean i think they've they they, they, they look good but they do also have a, a kind of a you know my turn your turn element to their offense already it looks like uh with with james harden so um you know, now bringing Kyrie back, I think there's going to be an element of like, hey, you know, Kyrie's turn, Harden's turn, KD's turn. I think the flow is going to take a while to pick up. So I could see them, you know, not playing to their ceiling in this spot for sure. Yeah. I'll mention that the total of Brooklyn's last nine games has gone over. So that's a trend to watch how it, whereas uh, Cleveland their uh, 10 of their last 11 games have gone under the projected total. Cleveland's defense, despite them not being great so far this season overall, the defense has been good. Cleveland is 2-7 and seven against the spread in their last seven games, so something to watch. And now a quick break for a word from our presenting sponsor, and we'll be right back. 
WinBet. You guys need to check out WinBet immediately and get a $500 risk-free bet. You can bet on all the games that Zach and I are talking about today with these spreads, more or less, that we're talking, and they might move a little bit, but WinBet has all these games. You got to check it out. $500 risk-free bet. And if you send in your a screenshot of your first bet at WinBet you to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, you get a free t-shirt. Okay, that's there's tons of boosted bets on WinBet, including a wheel spin to boost parlays. Perfect for DGENs only. Uh, WinBet is currently online in New Jersey, Colorado, Michigan is coming soon, and so many more states are on the way. So definitely go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N and see if your state is updated today. Moving on, we've got the Dallas Mavericks at the Indiana Pacers. Right now, I'm seeing the Pacers favored by one. We've got a total of 219. Dallas is 7-6 uh, and six against the spread right now, and Indiana is 8-5 and five against the spread. Miles Turner is out with a fractured hand. Karis LeVert uh, still hasn't joined the team because they found a mass on his kidney, which is crazy. That trade could have saved his life uh, because he had no idea that that was there until he had the physical uh, from leaving Brooklyn to go to Indiana. Uh, Oladipo obviously gone. Uh, Indiana was killed in their first game without Oladipo by the Clippers. I'm not sure how much that's really a thing, but something to watch. Powell, Finney-Smith, Kleber, Richardson are still out due to quarantine for Dallas. Uh, Hardaway should be back. He was out with a groin strain. Uh, Zach, how are you feeling about your Mavericks right now? Yeah, obviously I think we all like them in that game at Toronto. Toronto came back with a nice bounce-back win um, with you know Dallas kind of you know, they definitely haven't really been the team that everyone thought they were going to be to start this year, at least. I think they could still get there towards the playoffs. Um, but mm-hmm. this Miles Turner injury, definitely a, a tough one for Indiana, especially with how good he's been on the defensive end this year. Um, so And how good Porzingis is <clears throat> since he's been back for Dallas. Yeah, especially, you know, in this matchup in particular, that's a great point. So I do like the Mavericks here. Um, you know, at, at a certain point, you know, you lose Oladipo, now you lose Turner. You don't have Karras back in yet. Obviously, prayers up to Karras. Uh, TJ Warren's still out. So I think the, the paces are going to have to kind of adjust on the fly here. looks like it'll be more Sabonis at, at center, um, which, you know, might make their offense a little more potent, but definitely hurt their defense. So um, I could potentially look over here. I'm seeing 218 and a half. Um, I, I could be interested in that, but I, I do lean with the Mavericks here. Yeah, the total uh, for Indiana, seven of their last 10 games have gone under at home. Uh, and Dallas, uh, okay, fi- their last five games have gone under the projected total, but maybe they're due for uh, an over now. Yeah, that, I could definitely see that. I mean, I, I do think it's going to be interesting. I mean, much has been made of in the past, not really this year, but can Sabonis and Turner play together? Now you have Turner out for extended time while Sabonis has already been playing the best basketball of his career during this early season so far. So definitely presents kind of an interesting dynamic here with uh, maybe they find something with Sabonis at the center. This will kind of be a good test case for the theory of that team. So looking forward to watching this game tonight. Yeah, that's a good thing to maybe look at Sabonis for some DFS plays tonight or maybe uh, also... I don't have his player props in front of me, but if you're seeing any player props you like, especially maybe a, a, a rebounding over player prop without Turner there, uh, Sabonis should gobble up a lot of rebounds. Um, Porzingis is still, you know, not all the way back with when 
for when it comes to fighting for rebounds. So I could definitely see Sabonis get, grab a bunch of rebounds tonight. I'm going to lean towards the Mavericks as well, just because you're right. That's a lot of players out. While Dallas ha does also has a lot of, uh, you know, their, their role players out. Um, overall, Porzingis and Luka have been really good together since Porzingis has been back. Uh, let's move on to the Boston Celtics at the Philadelphia 76ers. Right now, I'm seeing the 76ers favored by minus five and a half. I'm seeing a total at 220. Um, this is the first game of a two-game series over three nights. Tatum is still out, but it looks like everyone else of consequence is back for Boston. Boston are four and one against the spread in their last five games. Uh, Philadelphia. Uh, they haven't played since the 16th they, when they lost to Memphis, but they didn't have NB during that game. Uh, their their 17th, the game that was on the 17th was delayed. Seth Curry and Embiid are both probable for tonight, so uh, that's interesting. Philadelphia still has been a good home team so far this year as they were last year. Zach, where are you going with this game? Yeah, I think this is probably Philly or pass for me. I, I, I like, obviously, they're known for being a good home team. Last uh, Tatum's out here. Um, so I do think Philly's defense will be able to flex their muscle here against this uh, Boston offense without um, most of their, you know, primary creation. I think Kemba is back, right? Kemba is back, but his first game back, what was it? They were killed by the they Knicks, They lost right? by 30 to the Knicks, and obviously Kemba only played—or Kemba played 20 minutes, 3 of 13 in that game, so obviously he struggled, five turnovers. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think this is a good spot for Philly's defense to flex their muscle. Probably won't play it, but um, would lean there at the 5.5. Yeah, I'm going to uh, lean uh, with you on Philly, and but you're right, I would be a little concerned to play that, see if that line moves and, and see what kind of uh, money comes in on that game so far. Um, all right, moving on to our next game. We have the Detroit Pistons at Atlanta Hawks. Seeing Atlanta Hawks favored by 5.5, a total of 221. Uh, Detroit has not been good straight up, but they've actually been real good against the spread. I have a better record than Atlanta against the spread. Detroit is 7-5-1 uh, and one against the spread, whereas Atlanta is 6-7 and seven against the spread. Uh, Detroit are 6-2-1 uh, and one against the spread in their last nine games just alone. Uh, Jeremy Grant has been awesome for them. He's uh, averaging 25-6-3, uh, playing 10 minutes more a game than he did last season when he was with the Nuggets. Atlanta, 2-6 and six against the spread in their last eight games. Started off hot and then have just struggled. Trey Young especially is struggling for him. He's averaging seven fewer game, points per game than last year. Uh, had a four-point game against Utah on the 15th, which is just insane for a scorer like him. Zach, where's your lean on this game? Yeah, I think I would probably lean with the Hawks. Uh, they had a nice bounce back against the Timberwolves in their last game, winning by 11. But yeah. Things were looking kind of bleak for this team. Obviously, Trey Young continues to struggle, and um, this is in the aftermath of. It just seems like there's kind of a weird vibe in Atlanta right now. Um, you know, mm -hmm. they, they are six and seven, and they do have a positive point differential. But um, obviously, that article with John Collins and Trey Young's uh, lack of chemistry was concerning. Um, but I, you know, I, I still think this is a, a pretty low spread, so maybe a, a low level for the Hawks' uh, reputation right now. But um, most of their guys healthy. I expect them to uh, be able to cover this number here at home. Yeah, I'm going to lean with Detroit and just go with the fact that they've been covering so many spreads. Um, but yeah, I don't have a hard, I don't have a hard uh, take on this game necessarily. Right now I am seeing uh, public money come in pretty heavy on the Hawks, uh, but we'll see how that moves over the day. It's still early yet. 
Okay, moving on to our next game, we have uh, Miami Heat at the Toronto Raptors, a.k.a. Tampa Bay Raptors. Raptors favored by three and a half, seeing a total of 219 and a half. Uh, Jimmy Butler is still out. Avery Bradley out. Myers Leonard out. Tyler Hero is questionable tonight. Miami are 1-4-1 and one against the spread in their last six games. They've been struggling with all the players they've had out due to COVID protocol. Uh, Raptors recently waived Alex Len. Uh, they're probably looking for a third sender. Uh, Toronto has been 4-9 uh, and nine against the spread, but they've been a lot better over the last six games or so. I think they're 4-2 and two straight up in the last six games. Uh, Siakam has looked a lot better over the seven, last seven games. Ananobi hasn't taken the leap we all hoped, but his stats have slightly improved over last season, and his defense has definitely improved. Zach, where you, how are you feeling about this uh, Raptors game here? Yeah, I'm obviously hoping the Raptors can kind of turn it around a little bit here. One of my win total over locks. Um, I like them in this spot. Uh, Me as well. Yeah. yeah it, we I, both like them a lot. Yeah, I, I, I like them in the spot. I mean, you know, they were fair by four at home against Dallas. I'm surprised they're only fair by four at home against Miami without Jimmy Butler, a team that is sputtering a little bit. Um, this Heat team, I mean, they're one and four on the road this year, and they really haven't gotten back to the level they showed in the bubble. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I like the Raptors here, potentially uh, locked territory for me. Yeah. Uh, Miami split their uh, two game series with Detroit, uh, which a team we just talked about. Failed to cover in their win, though. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I should say the cover and a win. Um, but they, um, I don't know. I would say that uh, I, I do think with Bam back and Goran Dragas starting to get right again. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the heat plus the points here, wow. but I don't feel great about it. I'd probably stay away from it overall. Yeah, this this be, this, uh, be, this be a good game to watch. Obviously, both these teams uh, are under 500 right now, and, you know, it's still it's still early, but it's getting less early, you know. Obviously, yeah. it makes sense, but, um, you know, they, you, you got to start winning some games here. I think this will be a this will be a big-time game. Both these teams really trying to get right, um, and you've seen through the comp, you know, Bam Adebayo calling out his team in the, in the in the media, uh, saying they had to play better. I, I was surprised by that, but also encouraged. I mean, he seems like a real leader and a fixture in that Miami locker room. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, you got to imagine a coach like Spolstra is probably empowering Bam to to speak up yeah. and, and be a leader. I don't think he would uh, totally speak out of turn like that. He yeah, no, no, that's not what I meant. I'm just saying, you know, Bam is, yeah. is like he's arrived, you know, as, as a leader of that team and a star player. He obviously was incredible in that game against the Pistons, kind of real, really looking like a superstar. Uh, doing a lot on the ball and now for another quick break and we'll be right back better than vegas it's like youtube but for dgens only okay everything that dgens care about and that's sports betting that's all they really really care about let's be honest and that's all that better than vegas deals in okay so the best part is you'll be able to feel get free video picks every day from sgpn crew we always are putting up our best bets uh, so make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV so you never miss any of our videos. I put up a video yesterday with my best bets for NBA. All of them lost, yes, but I think that you you know you should definitely always check out what picks everybody's saying, even if they do lose. And then, you know it's free. I'm not charging you for them. And everything at Better Than Vegas is free. So uh, definitely go check out, sign up for an account. And follow us at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash BTV. Moving on to our next game, we have the Magic uh, minus four at the Minnesota Timberwolves, seeing a total of uh, 215 
and a half. Uh, Fournier and uh, Michael Carter-Williams still out. Uh, this Magic team has been in free fall since Fultz went down. Uh, who who would have guessed that Fultz would have been the thing that totally uh, started tanking this Magic team? It was surprising all of us. They're only 1-5 and five against the spread in their last six games. Oh, and six straight up in their last six games. Uh, Rubio, Cat, and Hernan Gomez are still out for Minnesota. Um, you know, the, Minnesota is five and six against the or five and seven against the spread so far this season. They were three and one against the spread with Cat. Without Cat, they've just really struggled. They don't have the offensive firepower. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and lean on the Magic to get right with this game, just since the Timberwolves have been so bad. What are you thinking, Zach? Yeah, I would I would probably go with the T- Timberwolves here. Uh, they're definitely a different team without Cat, but I actually was kind of encouraged by the way they played in that game against the Hawks on uh, MLK Day. Uh, ended up losing by eleven, but that was a pretty close game. Um, and yeah, I mean this Magic team to me, I-, I honestly was I was gonna tweet this yesterday. I feel like this might be the worst team in the NBA. Um, really, I-, I really feel like they're kind of in free fall mode here, as you said. Uh, six game skid, failed to cover I think five of those six um in in losses and you know i think with with the injuries that this team has sustained to isaac and fultz who are arguably you know their two young cornerstone pieces right now i think this could be a team that you see rapidly sort of tank to the bottom you know they need some talent accumulation here so just from a macro perspective i could see them you know getting much worse but in general uh you know laying four on the road six straight losses i i would probably take the timberwolves plus four here yeah, public money has come in heavy on the Magic. This line opened at three and has moved wow. to uh, minus four. So uh, that's something to consider as well. Maybe I'll have to double check that. Oh. Uh, yeah, my, my, my knee jerk was to go Magic here, but uh, you do make a good point about the Timberwolves as well. Uh, definitely check out uh, sg.pn slash NBA picks for Zach and I and Moonoff. Yeah, shout out to Moonoff. Uh, daily yeah, Moonoff has started uh, putting in daily picks with us as well. Uh, we'll have our most updated picks for all the games tonight on the site before the game starts. So, again, sg.pn slash NBA picks for all of our picks against the spread. Uh, last thing I'll say is the total has gone over in uh, six of Minnesota's last eight games. So, uh, you might want to look at that total. But I, I will mention that uh, seven of Orlando's ten uh, games have gone under the projected total uh, recently. So moving on, we've got uh, my Phoenix Suns minus five and a half at the Houston Rockets. I'm seeing a, a total of 219. Uh, Phoenix as seven and five against the spread. Uh, they've been struggling of late after missing a bunch of games due to COVID protocol. Uh, of their last four games, they've lost three, including losses to Detroit, Washington, and Memphis, which is struggled. They it was a, a heartbreaking loss on uh, MLK Day to Memphis, but uh, John Morant is just an absolute stud uh, when he since he's been back to that team. I, I would watch uh, out for uh, DeAndre Ayton in this game. He was 18 and 16 in their last game against Memphis, uh, where uh, Valanciunas was out. Uh, so Darius Aldridge, uh, Damian Jones, and Jalen Smith are all out as well this game. So I think he was going to get a lot of minutes. So if you're maybe looking for some rebounding props with DeAndre Ayton or maybe a DFS player with DeAndre Ayton, I think he is starting to get right uh, with Chris Paul. Uh, Houston is four and eight against the spread so far this season. It looks like John Wall and House are back. Uh, 
Oladipo was great in his first game uh, with the Rockets. Both he and Wood scored over 30 points in their last game in a loss. Uh, Eric Gordon uh, scored 21 points. So uh, they are a fun team to watch. I'm really excited to watch this game, but I'm definitely going with the Suns here. Zach, where are you? Yeah, agree with you. It's going to be a really fun game to watch for sure. Um, this, this Rockets team is going to be kind of fun without James Harden. They seem like they have a nice vibe to them. Um, mm-hmm. They had some kumbaya vibes after that After that uh, last game. They played their first game with Oladipo. Um, yeah, I, I would probably lean with the Rockets here. I'm, I'm a little surprised that, that, that the Suns are favored by more in Houston than they were in uh, in Memphis. That's a, it's a, I feel like... Uh, you know, Houston. Well, I think they're looking at this Houston team as maybe a bit in free fall with all the changes. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really see that angle. I mean, yes, they lost to Chicago, but um, they were definitely, you know, playing hard. And and Oladipo comes in, Christian Woods playing really well. They still have PJ Tucker, so you know, they they they. I don't think they're liable to totally free fall yet. Um, and obviously, Stephen Silas now kind of is liberated to kind of instill his vision on this team. So. I still trust that Houston's going to be competitive here. I, I expect them to push for a back end of the playoffs, honestly. Um, so I like Houston plus five and a half here. Um, actually, this might be a potential lock for me here, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Christian Wood has just been outstanding. Yeah. Everything that people were talking about when they signed him, he's been 24 and 11, just putting up monster numbers. Love him playing with Oladipo. Uh, can't wait to see when John Wall comes back as well and plays with those two, uh, as as well as John Wall looked in the beginning of the season. So uh, I am excited about this team overall, but definitely still going to stick with the Suns in this game. I think that uh, you know they're going to be looking to get right after some bad losses. Um, one last thing I'll mention is an uh, interesting thing I, I read is that uh, we forget that, you know, CP3, everybody was so excited about CP3 with the Thunder last season. Uh, he really took that team and, and wrote, you know, got them to rise up. But uh, OKC started off 8-12 and 12 last season and then ended up, you know, being an, a, a great playoff team, taking the Rockets to 7. So, um I think this Phoenix team has still has a potential to get a lot better based off of what we saw, how much OKC improved after the beginning of the season last season as well. Uh, moving on, I'm seeing uh, the Spurs at the Warriors. Warriors favored by a point and a half. I'm not seeing a total on this yet. Uh, Spurs right now are 9-5 and five against the spread. Warriors are 6-7 and seven against the spread. They had a great upset on the Lakers on MLK Day after losing most of the game, came back and won. Um, so that was exciting. The total of uh, the point total for Warriors has gone under in five of their last six games. It was a big under on. Uh, oh, but it wasn't uh, under on the Lakers, which I had. Uh, that was one of my best bets against the Lakers. I thought that that uh, game would go under, but it did not. Um, I really like how the San Antonio team has been playing. Uh, they've actually been a really good team on the road uh, with uh it looks like they're uh, five and one straight up in their last six games on the road. So I'm going to go ahead and go with San Antonio here and take a couple points. Yeah, I feel like this could be a big, this kind of a big test of the home court advantage theory here. Like I, I see mm-hmm. these teams as as very similar, um, and so maybe in, in a full home court advantage season, you have you know Warriors minus three or four or something like that. But um, yeah, I'll probably lean Warriors. I, and this this is going to be a really fun game to watch. I really like both these teams uh, right now. So. Um, I would lean Warriors, but uh, not sure yet. Yeah, 
I would go ahead and say that uh, I think the Spurs have been the best in the league so far at uh, covering or going over the projected point total in the first half. So that will be something to look for. I'm not sure what the projected point total is for the first half yet, but uh, definitely that might be something to uh, bet. Uh, okay, moving on. We've got the Sacramento Kings at the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers minus by or are favored by ten and a half. Uh, this is the highest total on the slate I'm seeing so far at two thirty one and a half. Sacramento is uh, just been really struggling. They're five and nine against the spread on the season, but one and eight against the spread in their last nine games. Uh, the total has gone uh, over. The projected total has gone over in seven of Sacramento's last eight games. They have absolutely no defense. Worse defense in uh defensive efficiency in the league also giving up the most points to the opposing teams um historically bad defense uh clippers are eight and six against the spread the total has gone over in four of the five last clippers uh games this is why the total is so high here at 231 and a half still even though that point total is so high go ahead and look at that uh maybe betting the over on that uh zach where are you going with this game yeah, I like the Clippers here. Uh, you know, we this is, we saw this matchup a couple of days ago, and the Clippers absolutely yeah. throttled uh, the Kings. I just don't. They just really have no answer on the defensive end for the Clippers personnel here. Um, mm-hmm. Kings are are somewhat in free fall, obviously, giving up just over one twenty five in their last five games. Uh, you know, not really a good situation here. Obviously, with the Marvin Bagley issues. Um, so yeah, I like Clippers, and I think Clippers team total over. I think I see it at one twenty and a half. Uh, where I'm looking, so uh, that could definitely be worth a look here as well. Oh, I really like that bet. Uh, I'm going Clippers as well. Uh, I'm going to probably put in a couple of bets on this game yeah. uh, when we get off this podcast because uh, I don't see it. You know, I could definitely see it, that line moving in the uh, Clippers' favor. Uh, I, right now I'm seeing the public and sharp money pretty heavy on the Clippers. So, yeah. uh, you know. Check out that line as soon as you hear this podcast because it might already have moved. Our final game that we're going to talk about, we've got the Memphis Grizzlies at the Portland Trailblazers. I'm seeing Trailblazers minus one and a half right now, a total of 222. Um, Knee jerk right now is I like the Grizzlies because uh, Nurk and McCollum are both out. Nurk out for eight weeks. McCollum out uh, not that long, not quite as long as Nurk, but I'm I'm not sure yet. Um... Where, where are you leaning on this game? I, I'm also seeing that Valanchunas is out, so uh, might be a bit, big Brandon Clark game without uh, Nurk there. Uh, what are you thinking, Zach? Yeah, I'll probably go with the Blazers here. Obviously, Memphis coming in off five straight wins, so credit to them for stabilizing their ship. Um, but uh, hasn't been against great competition other than that win against the Suns. Um, Blazers have been, you know, they've been kind of up and down, obviously, with the injuries. I thought they were pretty competitive in that game against the Spurs. Obviously, the Spurs pulled away late in the fourth quarter with really hot three-point shooting. Um, so, I, I I thought the Blazers looked okay. Derrick Jones Jr., Covington. I think, you know, once they kind of stay, I think Gary Trent needs to be considered like a, you know, 35-minute-per-game guy for this team. Mm-hmm. Like, they started Rodney Hood, and they were playing Simons too. Um, to try to fill the CJ McCollum. Well, Rodney just, Hood played really well against the Spurs. He had 21 points. He did. He did play well, but I, I just thought it, I was confused by kind of the the decision of why aren't they just starting Gary Trent? Like, you know, yeah. he's a he's a stud. Like he proved himself in the playoff in the playoffs in the bubble. Um, so I thought their rotations were a little bit weird. 
Um, you know, Mello almost played 30 minutes, it felt like. So um, hopefully they can figure that out because they're going to be without McCollum and Nurkic for some time, like you said, and this still wants to be a playoff team. So I like the Grizzlies here. I mean, the, the Blazers here, sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, I think th- th- this is a good slate for tonight. Yeah, I'm leaning towards uh, Memphis just because John Morant has just been on fire since he's gotten back, and uh, Portland seems to be reeling a little bit. They are Portland is five and two straight up in their last seven games, but they are two and nine against the spread in their last eleven games at home. So I just think uh, while this spread is uh, slight, I do like the I I do like Memphis getting a couple points. Uh, last thing I'll say is uh, Ennis Cantor might have a good game tonight with Valanchunas out, and uh, you know he'll be getting the start with Nurkic. He didn't do very well in his first start without Nurkic there. He only scored nine points, but could be a bounce-back game for him. Uh, Rodney Hood and Gary Trent might want to look at that them at DFS because they'll both probably be getting uh, more playing time and are both pretty cheap. And we're going to do our final break for today and be right back. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sportsbook, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. Have you any get any better? The VIG is always the worst part of betting. So uh, since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no quote unquote house. You're not playing against the house. You're playing against other sports bettors. How cool is that? You can play in for money in more than 40 states. And right now they're doing weekly college basketball contests on Wednesday and Saturday. It's $10 to enter and each user will start with a balance of 1,000 edge coins to wager on the game. The player with the highest earnings will take the entire pool of entry fees. It's a battle royale winner take all. Find the link under our competitions tab. Sign up at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. And we got to talk about our friends at Ace Per Head. If you've ever thought about starting your own sportsbook and don't know how, Ace Per Head has you covered. They're here to help you start your own sportsbook. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace offers six weeks free. That's right, six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right, we uh some big matchups for Thursday on our uh, Thursday previews. We've got the uh, Los Angeles Lakers at the Milwaukee Bucks. Lakers are eight and seven against the spread right now. Bucks struggling a little bit about the spread at six and eight. Uh, and uh, the Lakers are four and one against the spread in their last five. Uh, right now, uh, no big injuries for either team. Um, Obviously, the Bucks they were favored by a couple points uh, on MLK Day against the Nets and ended up losing to uh, James Harden just went insane. Uh, where are you going with thinking about this game, Zach? Yeah, I think with the Lakers, um, they've obviously been awesome, and then they kind of let their foot off the gas in that game against the Warriors. Um, but I could definitely see this as kind of a muscle flex for them. I, I like this uh this this matchup for the Lakers, obviously, ton of versatility and and you know they, it's not the same as as Brooklyn where um, there's a total sieve on the defensive end, right? Like the, the Bucks were getting so many easy buckets in that game against the Nets to go, sort of go score for score, but um, I kind of do worry about their. I mean, Giannis was kind of lost, I thought, at towards the end of that game against Brooklyn when kind of it got the going got tough. Chris Middleton sort of became their primary ball handler. Um, and, you know, the Lakers have a ton of guys to match up. So 
I expect the Bucks to be a short favorite here. I will probably go with the Lakers as a dog on the road. Um, but this could, this could be a great game to watch. And I thought it was, you know, not necessarily to the line, but I thought KD was definitely trying to get physical with Giannis and sort of send him a message like, hey, you know, I'm the dog in this Eastern Conference. So looking forward to seeing a, a similar dynamic with uh, with LeBron and Giannis. I mean, it, it, I, it, there definitely is a lot of pressure on this Bucks team, and they definitely seem to have some of a target on their back for these other good teams in the NBA right now. Yeah, uh, you're right about uh, your take on Giannis in that Nets game. Um, yeah, ter- like the f- final couple plays, they had uh, Giannis on Jeff Green, which just really surprised me. Yeah. Like, why was he guarding Jeff Green? Jeff Green wasn't going to do anything. Like, why didn't they have him on KD or even on Harden? Like, uh, it doesn't. He was the defensive player of the year last year. It just blows my mind that as a superstar like that, he didn't demand to be on one of their best players as a, as a defensive player. Yeah. It, it, it's going to have to change at some point. Obviously here, I guess maybe he can match up with AD. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was guarding Jeff green on defense and standing in the corner on offense or, or setting a ball screen for Chris Middleton. Obviously, obviously Middleton was the hot hand, so don't want to read too much into it, but um, yeah, I mean, I was okay with them giving Middleton the final shot just because he was so good and, and, you know, he's a star in his own right. But the fact that, you know, Giannis wasn't shutting down, trying to shut down KD just really surprised me. Yeah, totally. I mean, no, this is, this going to be a great game tomorrow night. I think this could be a, somewhat of a defensive stand potentially. I'm open, interested to see what, what this total opens up at. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you're looking at the ESPN matchup predictor. They have you know, a 53% chance of Milwaukee winning. So maybe you look at Milwaukee minus one and a half or Milwaukee minus two in this spot. Um, yeah, well, Milwaukee was minus two in uh, Brooklyn. So I would imagine they'd be right around there for this game. Yeah, yeah, obviously back home. Back home yeah. So, um, and yeah, and also good point about uh, Giannis just kind of being able not – he was not guarded well in the Brooklyn game. I mean, DeAndre Jordan just looked like totally out of sorts uh, when it took, you know, came to guarding the paint against Giannis. He was able to kind of do whatever he want. So the fact that uh, he still wasn't able to let them rise up against, uh, you know, lead them to rise up against Brooklyn, that worries me a bit for this Milwaukee team, especially a team as good on defense as the Lakers are. So I'm going to be leaning Lakers as well. Uh, Anything else on this game or should we move on? No, let's move on. Okay. Uh, our second game of the night, we have Zach's New York Knicks traveling to the Golden State Warriors. Um, this is going to be the uh, a back the second of a, a back to back for this Warriors team. Uh, wait, are the Knicks playing tonight? No, they're not. They're not. They're not. So uh, Warriors are going to be playing back to back. So that that's a little rough for them. Um, not seeing any major injuries except for Wiggins might be uh, questionable. Uh, Burks is still out for New York. He was good for them to start the season, but they've been playing without him for a bit. Um, seeing the Knicks are at seven and eight against the spread. Warriors are at six and seven against the spread. Uh, tell me about your Knicks. How are you feeling about them right now? I'm feeling okay about them. I mean, they're, they continue to be in like the ultimate win now mode, which is, which is fine for winning games and covering spreads right now. It's not great for, uh, obviously at seven and eight, they're, you know, on pace to absolutely blow through that win total that I think all of us like the over, or at least I know Kramer and I were discussing that, 
Um, so no, no, I, yeah, I liked it too, just because yeah. I didn't think that Tibbs would allow them to not go over twenty-five games. Exactly, and so that's looking like a, that's looking like a good call so far. I mean, you had Julius Randall playing thirty-nine minutes in a Sunday matinee in an MLK Day matinee <laughs> against the Magic, so that gives you and he took nineteen shots in that game. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, this this Knicks team just seems like they're a. Uh, a try-hard team with a not that good of a roster, but uh, they're going to bring in, especially in the defensive end, they've been really good. The offense can get clunky when they hit shots. They obviously have upside. Julius Randle is uh, putting up good counting stats, and you know R.J. Barrett, I thought, has looked pretty impressive in their last few games. So things are good for the Knicks right now. I think, uh, depending on you know what your what your vision of good is, I obviously would hope for as good of a draft pick as possible. I, I like them in this spot. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming this can be a big number. You obviously want to. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the, with the Warriors tonight against uh, who are they playing against tonight? Uh, the Spurs. Um, you know, you could obviously have that. You know, must win bounce back game here on the second night of back to back. You also could have the kind of Knicks sneaking up on you as a dog. A relatively clean injury report. Um, yeah, this this will be this will be an interesting game to watch. I, I would probably if the Knicks are catching you know eight nine points here, I would probably lean with them. Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested to get your take on this on our locker room on Monday. Uh, one of our listeners called in a listener named Terrell. He's a Knicks fan and said that uh, he could see the Knicks before the trade deadline, uh, you, you know, moving Julius Randle for a lot of pieces. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that that should be the goal, right? I mean, he's playing the best mm-hmm. basketball of his career and he's most likely, I mean, every single day that goes along, he's likely to start, you know, hit the downfall from this peak of his career. So I would honestly be in favor of trading him, like, whatever you can get, whenever you can get it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree with that idea. Because he's uh, his contract's up after this season, is that right? The Knicks have a team option on him for next season, but it's just like, you know, Julius Randle will never be part of a championship contender in New York, right? That That's still a few years away, and he he most likely isn't part of the vision of that team. The only thing is, I mean, he's not that scalable of a player because he can't really shoot the three off the ball. So it's hard to see what contender would would want to accommodate, you know, a ball dominant power forward. But um, yeah, yeah. uh, since Tobin has been back, I'm sorry, since Obi Toppin has been back, uh, he looks good. His stats aren't crazy yet. Um, Any thoughts on any hope on rookie of the year for him? Because I had him as one of my futures uh, to come into the year. No, I mean, look, it's shocking, but. And with how well Julius Randle's playing, I mean, it's it's crazy to say, but like Julius Randle's going to be playing 35 minutes a night at power forward for this next team for the foreseeable future, which just totally limits uh, Obi Toppin's role on this team, which is kind of, I mean, that, that's just so ridiculous, right? You know, but um, it's the way Tibbs is doing it. So I, I, there's really not much upside for Obi until they trade Julius Randle, in my opinion, which which is a shame to see because this is what the Knicks do. They they create a fake culture of you know earning your minutes, and then the young guys don't get to play as much, and then they end up with mental pro- and confidence issues because their role is so inconsistent. You've seen that with Dennis Smith. You've seen that with Frank Nilakina. You've seen that mm-hmm. with Kevin Knox. You've seen that with Damian Dotson. It's just every single year the same trap of saying oh we're building a culture of you need to earn your minutes well look around the league the way you develop young players is by letting them run you know letting them play um so yeah i mean i, I obviously just got you saw a little of my frustration come out there but that, that's that's my my stance on this Knicks team 
Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, I'm imagining that the Warriors will probably be favored by five and a half, six points at home versus the Knicks. Got to lean on that yet? I would, I would expect it to be maybe a little more than that. Uh, obviously, the, I guess the Knicks have been better than I'm giving them credit for. I was at, at sitting at seven and eight, so I would probably lean with the Knicks here. But I want to see what happens with this Warriors Spurs game tonight because that'll obviously affect the quality of their effort tomorrow. Yeah. I suppose there's a world that uh, Draymond and Steph could sit out on the second night of a back-to-back, especially against a Knicks team that maybe not. Although, I, I guess this is technically a national game, so the NBA has been frowning upon uh, you know players sitting out in national games on one of three games on Thursday, so that could uh, influence it. I'm not really sure, but I, I'm leaning Knicks as well, especially depending on how many points they get. Okay, our final game to preview for Thursday, we have a rematch of uh, last night's game of the uh, New Orleans Pelicans at the Utah Jazz. Jazz had no problems taking care of business against the Pelicans last night. Uh, Jazz have been great, nine and five against the spread, uh, ten and four straight up. Pelicans are five and eight straight up and against the spread. Zion has looked a lot better, so that's positive for the Pelicans. But uh, he was called out by Carl uh, Malone recently. Uh, you know, making fun of him for the fact that Zion's 21 years old and, and still gets winded in games. He needs to get get called out by Malone for not being in shape. Did you see that? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, I, I did see that. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he makes a good point. I mean, uh, Zion does need to get in shape here, but he has been playing a lot better. So I do I, I do think he's still fun to watch. But, um, you know, Utah – we were both on this Utah team coming into this season. We liked them a lot to uh, go ahead and take this division, which has looked like a good bet for them so far. Um, I, yeah, I, I even though that this is the second game of a uh, two-game series, and we'll talk about some betting trends that Munaf wrote up on uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh, of these mini-game series trends, but uh, I still like Utah here. How about you? Yeah, I love Utah here. I've been really well uh they're also on my win total overlocks i was saying i think this team is kind of emerging into the top contender of teams i think they're kind of separating themselves from the pack um Mm -hmm. in terms of that tier below clippers lakers and i guess maybe nets um but yeah i like this utah team a lot sitting at 10 and 4 continue to you know six straight wins like you said and really getting up there in point differential to kind of back up that record so um yeah, I continue to like this team. I mean, I thought last night was a good indicator of kind of where this where this matchup is at. So, um, yeah, I hear what you're saying about this Jazz team because we've seen these top tier teams if they have one of their starters or, or one of their top role players go down, uh, other guys step up, and we've really seen that with uh, Joe Ingles going down for three or four games. Uh, Jordan Clarkson and Bogdanovich have both stepped up and had. Uh, some of their best games storing without Ingles in there. Ingles was back last night and kind of slotted right back into the rotation. Um, I feel like that's just a great indicator of uh, of a good team. You know, when one of your starters can go down and you don't miss a beat. Yeah, and this team, they have so many options right now, right? They have like, you know, five or six guys who can lead them in scoring every night. I will say, I, I was looking forward to this conversation. I, my Mike Conley, most improved player or breakout player, that yeah. take is actually not looking that bad. He has been very, very good this season. He's been emerging as uh, he, he's been fitting in really, really well with his Jazz team. Obviously, struggled last night, but um, Mike Conley has has actually gotten much better this year. So I just wanted to tout that a little bit. 
Hey, I mean, yeah, still early in the season, but you're right. Uh, he has not been – he's been a lot better than he was last season, yeah. especially with all the struggles they had moving him into the lineup next to uh, Donovan Mitchell last season. Uh, they have seemed to learn to play together. Um, I'm not sure you're going to get a lot of Mike Conley breakout candidate takes here just because his <laughs> his stats aren't that exciting. I remember a couple of days ago I was reading a, a, a DFS players article to play, and uh, they had they were – previewing Mike Conley and they're like, yeah, he's not exciting and he's not going to uh, be a, you know, he's not going to have a runaway game for you, but you slot him into every lineup and feel pretty confident that he's going to get you the minimum. Yeah, exactly. He's been, he's been, you know, ultimate floor general. So um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Moving on. We only have a couple minutes to go into our hot trends for today, but uh, you can go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com and check out Munaf's new article, the NBA miniseries betting trends and stats. Uh, obviously, the big uh, change in the schedule this season is they're trying to limit the amount of uh, travel for these teams due to COVID. And so they're having these two game miniseries where uh, two teams are playing back to back games or uh, two games over three nights. And, uh, uh, you know, there's just enough data right now that uh, Munaf was able to uh, pull away some trends, some uh, trends to, you know, right now look at. He's looking at in the um, Western Conference, uh, the under in these two game series has hit a projected total of games. The under has hit uh, 75%. So that's something to look at in, the, in these two game series where the teams start to know each other a little better. Uh, maybe definitely hit the under on a lot of these projected totals uh, on, in the second game, if nothing else. Uh, the Eastern Conference, the the series are splitting more with against the two teams, uh, especially against the spread. So if one team wins in the Eastern Conference game, the one night maybe take the other team against the spread the next game. Uh, Zach, did you get a chance to look at this article? Have any thoughts on these two-game miniseries yet? Yeah, I'm looking at the article right now. Um I think it's kind of, uh, I, I, I do, I do think it's interesting that the, all the, all the sweeps have been all favorites, um, which is, you know, yeah. that, that is definitely an interesting aspect to this. Uh, you know, that if the, if the, and that's kind of what I was thinking with the, and obviously it's not the same situation, but with the warriors on this kind of back to back here, um, you know, not going to lose both outright. Um, but yeah, definitely a great article by Moonoff here. Yeah. Uh, in the 24 games played in the Eastern Conference, uh, two game series, the underdogs are covering at 58.3%. So underdogs overall have been uh, covering at a higher clip this season, and uh, that's no different in these two game series. So something to watch. We have a couple of two game series kicking off tonight, so uh, be mindful of that in your uh, betting. Um, all right, Zach, we got to get you out of here, but uh, anything else to uh, mention before we get a uh, call out of the day? I mean, we're going to be back on Friday for uh, a locker room uh, listener chat, and uh, we'll, we'll upload that on the podcast feed as well, but you should definitely check out the locker room app for that and get in with your questions and your picks. Uh, anything else, Zach? Uh, no, I'm pumped up to watch Kyrie Irving make his debut with his big three tonight, um, and yeah, should be a couple great nights here wednesday thursday nba and i'm sure there's more great games friday haven't looked but uh looking forward to locker room friday absolutely again check out moon article on sportsgamblingpodcast.com the uh, nba miniseries trends also you can check out our uh picks against the spread on sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh slash nba picks or sg.pn slash nba picks uh moon zach and i are posting all of our 
picks against the spread every day up to the minute. Follow Zach, NBA Zach B on Twitter and follow me at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. Let's talk to you guys on Friday. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it!